Many Christian leaders think that they've tried this missional living before, but you know what? I want to say actually you haven't. Maybe you've only tried religion, like new religion and new do-to-be activities, but hung hipper language on it. So, you know, often folks that say they have tried to start missional communities, actually what they did was they tried decentralized religious activities. Oftentimes, many church services once a week with strict time constraints applied, you know, like folks got to get their kids home, you know. So anyway, they lay out a list of what folks are supposed to do when they get together. Now make a missional. And then all of this quickly becomes and feels like law. And then they wonder why no one's into it. And especially they're not yet believing friends who really want very little to do with these supposed new religious activities. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship is a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, buddy. What's going on? How you I'm doing? Gonna, I'm exhausted, man. <laughs> what's up? What'd you do this weekend? So I, uh, me, you know, we, we do family vacations, but we never do big ones. Like, we never do ones where we actually go out and spend a ton of money, and we've just never really done that. But we just got back from two days at Disney and two days at Universal Studios with oh, our Oh, restful. Kids. Super restful. <laughs> Five hours of sleep crammed in a hotel oh, room. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, the kids love You know, we got 10, 8, 6, and 4-year-olds. Our 4-year-old little girl thinks hey. she's this princess. And we've oh, just yeah. never done this. She so. is a princess, man. I've done it. Tina, I've done it. We did that. And then the, is it Universal, I think? Yeah. And we did all that stuff. And we. So I think I think we've done it multiple times. I, I And I'll be honest with you. Uh, and, uh, you know, listeners, you can weigh in on this. Go go to the Facebook group. But I'm not a huge uh, theme park guy. Me neither. You know? Yeah. And I and I think the thing behind the thing there yeah. is I'm I'm selfish and lazy. Like, uh-huh. I don't like standing in lines yeah. in disproportionate amount to the joy received from standing in that line. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. So stand in line for 20, 40, hour 40, whatever, and then going, wee for like 40 seconds or yeah. a minute and 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. No. People sneezing coronavirus all over the rides. Uh, and it's like, oh, no. It's not worth it. I can't make fun of that. Um, But <laughs> n- yeah, no, I, but well, but you had fun, right? Yeah, and I'm also looking for a third job. So unless people want to Venmo me, I've got I got some debt now. Oh, it's no. It's not a cheap trip. Yeah, I mean, no, they're not. They're no, not. even if you get the super dealios. Now, did yeah. you say Disney World or Disneyland? Disneyland. So okay. we did the flights Anaheim. to come. Yep. Anaheim. So two days there and then two days at Universal I've Studios. I've done both. I've been to both. Yeah, they're both yeah. really cool. Harry Potter World and all that. It's, yeah, it's that's amazing. new. Yeah, that's new, right? All right, man. Hey. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of being missional, right? Trying to be missional. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about discipleship and missional living on this show. A lot. It's it's kind of our main jam. And we talk about the gospel in all of life, which what then sends us out on mission. Yeah, yep. It's, it's yep. the natural flow. And we often hear from leaders that say, oh, I've tried that missional thing, or oh, we tried it. And they've actually maybe tried even starting missional communities before, only to see it fail. Mm, yep. And they'll have excuses like, well, it just didn't work in our church, or our people weren't really that into it, or... Yeah. I mean, what do you think is going on here? Right. I, I Yeah, you're right. I've heard it. I hear it uh, probably every single day, you yeah. know, right? Plenty of articles and all that stuff, too. Well, there might be a lot of different reasons for why a missional community doesn't work or grow or like, whoa, it's full of life, or why a particular church doesn't embrace that way of living and see it work for them. But one thing I've seen a lot is 
and it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy of inevitability, okay, okay. is it's kind of like this situation. The leaders in the church are not seeing their people engaged in their Sunday service like they used to be. Sure. Okay. Um, they're seeing their people show up, you know, one to two times per month for the service. That's kind of the national average now. And they're seeing that too. Yep. Um, they keep talking about the fact that discipleship's not really happening around here. Uh, their people are not out making new disciples of Jesus. So they get to this place where they throw up their hands in the air and they agree to give this missional community thing a try. Hmm. Right. They've read about it. Someone on the staff or someone in, in the church has kind of been bugging them. And, yeah. It's a sexy phrase for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get them to read my book or whatever, you know. Sure. But, they don't really, the leaders don't really end up knowing much about it. They don't get any training or help. And their people know usually even less about how to actually do it. They've not seen it modeled or whatever, yeah. how to be and make discipleship, you know, disciples and community. But they challenge their folks and task their best people, quote unquote, to start a missional community, right? Mm. Let's get out there. And the leaders themselves often don't engage this lifestyle. Sure. And so not much happens naturally. And, and then as it gets, you know, a few months into it and maybe the weather starting to go cold or whatever, too hot or whatever, or school season changes, it all starts to fizzle out Hmm. and no big surprise there really either. So you see the leaders and pastors now say, well, yeah, we tried that missional thing. You know, we tried that missional community way of making disciples, but it didn't work here. Sure. And so, you know, have you ever seen that yourself? Yeah, I, even the last church that I served on, um, it was that push of like, hey, we, we think it's kind of a cool idea, and, and it might work for people, uh, but one of the kickbacks I heard was from the from the pastor of discipleship going, how am I supposed to control what everyone's missional communities are doing? I'm just one person. Mm, and you go, well, that's a... C word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're like, well, of course you're not going to do it, because you're one person. Like, well, plus the Spirit of God is supposed to lead the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Not so. methods. and Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, And I know some people might say, like, it's an unfair sweeping, you know, like a sweeping brush. But I have seen a lot of churches that even you suggest ideas, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've done the missional thing, it didn't work. Or... Um, you know, things along that line, which really are, are so frustrating. doesn't work around here is kind of like saying discipleship doesn't work at our church. Yeah. It Jesus really is, is wrong. because yeah. either you don't understand the term, right? Yeah. You know, which means missional just means like focused on disciple making, like primarily boom, right? You know, or you don't really believe that, that the way God's going to, you know, fill the world with his glory is through filling it with Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So then I'm like, well, that's not a church anymore then. Yep. That's a religious institution of some form. Yeah. So anyway, and I know all this paints a pretty sort of broad picture of things, I mean, a little bit caricaturish. I don't, and I don't intend to make anyone who has tried this look dumb or ill-intentioned. I really haven't. Sure. But what I'm trying to say is, like, maybe you haven't actually tried missional yet. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe, and, and, you know, and, and because I've also seen a lot of pastors and leaders really give it a hard try, like solid, and th- themselves too, and, you know, their families, and they're in it for months, but they still come up short, you know? So, so, so don't, don't, don't take offense if this is you. I'm just saying maybe you actually haven't tried missional. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so like your opinion, like these people that have said that sort of stuff, like we've tried hard and whatever, where do you think they're missing the mark? Like, what are they doing wrong? Well, maybe maybe what these awesome and well-intentioned leaders have actually tried is just more religion and and new do to be. And if you listen to the show, you know what I mean by that. Like what you do equals who you are, kind of activities, but but with hipper language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay, so for those who might be newer to the show, we do talk about do to be quite a bit. Uh, but maybe we can unpack that again. Like, what do you what do you meaning when you're saying, oh, they've just tried more religion and do to be activities? Well. Okay, so religion is man's attempts or our attempts to try and get closer to God. That's what religion is, is us trying to get to God, make him happy, or earn a successful life from him, 
right? Yep. Like appease him or like, oh, you owe me, right? It's ritual and obligation. It's working hard to be, okay? Something like that God's already says is true of you. Sure. Like loved or, you know, like blessed, uh, you know, sharing his authority, all that. Or having something that God has already provided for us. So we're mm-hmm. working hard, even though God says it's yours and it's finished. So the gospel is about God's completed work to draw near to us and draw us near to himself. Hmm. And because of Christ's completed works, there's no doing needed for this to be true. It is true. It's finished. Jesus did it already. So attempts to do things because we're supposed to, or because that's what good or hipper Christians do, or as a last attempt to grow Jesus' church for him, all of that is actually law, and it's not grace. Hmm. And so, so often folks that say they've tried to start missional community actually try decentralized religious activities. Oftentimes, many church services that meet once a week, but now in a home, but they have real strict time constraints applied. You know, folks got to get their kids home and they lay out a list of what folks are supposed to do now to look more missional when they get together. And then all this quickly becomes and feels like new law. Hmm. And they wonder, like, why is no one into this? I guess it just doesn't work here, you know? And especially they're not yet believing friends who they're somewhat trying to do this for, uh, who really don't want anything to do with these new religious activities. So see, see if you can feel this, okay, as I describe it. Okay. A group of friends and strangers from your church start getting together once a week, or maybe they already had a very self-focused small group, and now they start calling it a missional community. That, that sounds hipper. And they pretty much do what they have been doing before or at Bible studies, but now because they're supposed to be missional, they add in a service project once in a while, maybe once or twice a year, okay. right? Which I've often heard people call, that's our mission. No, mission's making disciples. So that's yeah. Anyway, and then based on how well that all goes and how everybody's into it, how consistent attendance is at these weekly events, and if their lost neighbors, quote unquote, join them for this, well, then they feel successful or they feel like a failure. Hmm. They're disappointed. Uh, they're tired of everyone's excuses, including the, feeling that way themselves. The, and, and they know that you as their pastor or leaders are disappointed. And they're pretty sure that therefore, since they're not liking it and they're disappointed, you're not liking it and disappointed. God must be disappointed with them too in their performance, right? Yeah. Yikes. And so that's what I mean by do to be. In other words, they're trying to do something instead of be the, a people on mission and, and have their identity sort of speak into that, right? Yeah, and I would sort of here even encourage people to really stop and kind of check what's going on in their heart because I've had many conversations like this with friends or even people that, you know, you're, you're trying to train in disciple-making, and, and you'll bring up the do-to-be topic, and they're like, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of that, but not much. And I go, most of American, at least, Christianity is a lot of do-to-be. It's, it's filled try with harder, it. work harder. And so you might be thinking... That doesn't really apply to me, and I, I would say, pump the brakes a little bit. I bet it actually is more ingrained in your identity than you would actually ever give it. I thought. think so. I think so, because because here's the thing: religion with religion, my identity, like you're saying, and self worth are based mainly on how hard I work and how moral I am. Sure. And so I must, you know, I end up looking down on those that I think aren't as moral or they seem lazier or whatever, you know? Yeah. But see, the gospel truth is that our identity, my identity and self-worth are centered on the one Jesus who died for me. And Mm. I'm saved by sheer grace and only by grace am I what I am. And I can live out of that. So a new list of activities to do in order to be missional and appear successful or to be a good Christian or a good leader or pastor or to be a good church 
It's actually anti the gospel. Hmm. See, do to be is the total perverting of the gospel back into law, and it'll never work or produce lasting joy and fruit in people's lives. So in this type of scenario, we as leaders, we may have unintentionally heaped loads of new anti-gospel missional activities on our leaders, ask them to do the same with their folks then, like go do what I'm doing to you with others, you know, and actually push them away from the truth and grace that's already theirs in Christ. But then, we, but then we say we've tried being missional and it didn't work. Exactly, right. Yeah. And that's because, right back to what you're saying, Heath, because if we see life and, uh, I guess, our religion as religion, and it's like what you do makes you a Christian, not yeah. what Christ did, you know, yep. and, and all that, then of course you're going to see it that way. You're sure. going to say, well, we tried being missional by what we did instead of, no, no, it's an outflow yeah. of the gospel into all of our life. And one and one one more thing to add here. The term missional, while it gets thrown around a lot with different meanings applied, is really about the one true mission that Jesus gave us, his family, okay, the church. And that's, we've said it so many times on the show, that's making disciples. Mm-hmm. Being missional is about a lifestyle of discipleship, not a set of programs and things we do and new religious activities to talk people into doing together weekly. So another aspect I see connected to this idea that many leaders say they've tried this missional thing, which would in fact be a huge discipleship focus, Sure, but in reality, what they were trying to do was close the back door on Sundays and grow their Sunday service back like it was in the good old days, right? So like they kind of gave it the nod there again, if we do this, maybe we can get people here. It's all doing, doing, doing to be, right? Like they didn't, and I've, I've, I've coached many, many leaders and churches and consulted like crazy and church planning networks and all were like, yeah, we want to do this missional thing. And the thing behind the thing, the longer we got into it was so that we can fill back up Sunday. (laughs) It wasn't so we can make disciples, so we can experience the gospel in everyday life, right? See, that's not being missional. That's really what I mean by they've just tried more religion and do-to-be activities. (laughs) That's like the very epitome of it. But they've not helped people see and apply and enjoy the good news of the gospel to more and more of their lives together in a community, right? No, that's not what's going on. So, You know what's crazy is I'm thinking about this, and it hits close to home right now for me. I literally this morning was having a conversation with a church that I'm working with who, same thing, church uh, was huge a couple years ago, have seen... Christendom hit them pretty hard. People are leaving. They just spent six figures with a consultant to figure out how to redefine their mission statement because they think that they've lost a little bit of a sense of six figures. Yeah. Over a hundred thousand for them to develop a one paragraph mission statement to try to like put the band. I got to get in that business. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But I go like, just give everybody the same one. Go and make disciples everywhere. It's so simple. And and you think that's going to bring people back, but you got to, you got to come to the sense that like, you know, Christendom's happening. We gotta we gotta put our people and give them a missional impulse that says, like, no, this is meant to be outside of the walls. Like, take this out. What else do you think's going on here besides this sort of do to be distortion we've talked about? What else do you think is keeping people like not really getting not fully getting engaged before they kind of throw cold water on the thing? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's a um I think it's an overdependence on systems and not enough following the spirit is a is a huge thing. You know, we talk about following the spirit quite a bit in word. But when you're like, no, this, let's actually try to live this out in day to day. It's a lot, it's a lot harder because the metrics don't, you know, you can't forecast the metrics on that as well because the spirit's wild. Right. And, yeah. and we've, we've talked before too about leaders, you know, not engaging the mission themselves, but trying to send everybody else yeah. out to. 
And that's a big part of it, right? Is Prime it, example last week about the elders, right? Oh, if you haven't listened to 257, go back and listen to that one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you if, got, you're, if you're still here listening, yeah, that was a <laughs> strong doozy. episode. Yeah. No kidding. But I, and I think, but I, and I feel that because they already feel like, man, I'm so crazy busy. And all I hear from my people is how crazy busy I am. Am I willing to not, you know, am I willing to not do a whole bunch of stuff so that I can just be yep. and be with people and, you know, like I said it a lot, like the kingdom of God expands at the speed of relationship. And then the gospel moves along the lines of trust that takes time. Yeah. And so there again, people say like, oh, we tried that whole missional thing. It's like mm, a weekly meeting renamed a missional community yeah. where people aren't like even helped or trained to understand what does it look like to live out the gospel and apply it relationally. And guess what? If that don't start at your table and at your family, yeah. you know, level, then how are you going to do something with a whole bunch of people you barely know from church or bunch of neighbors or or not yet believing friends that are but they're leaning into relationship how you gonna how you gonna do that and live that life of the gospel soaking into everything how you gonna do that with people if you've never even done it yourself right yeah and i think it's It's not abusive like to send people out to do it and then feel bad about it that it didn't work like what you know well especially if you're not setting them up for success in the law like if you're trying if you're running a church and you've already got your people serving Sundays and Wednesdays, and they're in worship team Thursday night practices, and they're in a Bible study on Tuesdays, and then you try to add a whole missional thing on top of that, like you're gonna you're you're setting them up for failure, like just yeah. exhaustion. Here's the thing too: when you make discipleship feel like it's one more choice on a list yeah. of Christian activities that people can do, yeah, well then you've basically said, well, you choose if you want to make disciples or not. Like, yep. you choose if you want to live out of the reality of your identity and Jesus' call and command to go and make disciples. Because you can either do that or you can sing in the choir. Yeah, exactly. you know? yeah exactly. Like, they're on the same exact level at a kingdom level. Yeah. That's not that's not a shot against choirs. I yeah. love choirs. But um, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And we often do that. And then by what we talk about in our sermons or teaching or preaching uh, or whatever, we very clearly communicate what the priority around here is. Sure. And, and the illustrations in our life fill up like, what are we really all about? Yep. And if they're all just sports and some wacky thing our kids did, but they're not about life on life and life in community and how we're issue. learning to speak the good news to all the bad news that's happening. Yeah. And that's good, bad, funny, indifferent, all that, learning how to fight and forgive and all that. Yep. Well, then we're broadcasting something very loudly, aren't we? Yeah. And people pick up on it. They go, well, this missional thing, this lifestyle of discipleship, I guess it's an optional thing because, you know, I said the prayer I'm in. So yeah. I, I, I guess I can just wait around till Jesus gets back. You know? Well, you know, and I think too, with the missional movement, you, anything missional, you have to be, you have to be fairly intentional about it too. I mean, it's, it's a constant awareness of... Highly intentional. Yeah, right. like in your neighborhood. When are my neighbors coming home? What are they into? What, what are they not into? What's their rhythm? And, and one of the things that I love that you're actually doing is you're actually coaching people that want to be intentional, right? You've got this incubator thing you've been working on. Yeah. Yeah, well, could you talk about that for a sec? I'd love to. Yeah, there again, you know, this is... Besides being on this podcast with y'all, mostly what I do is we help people live this life. We consult and coach, and we don't get to do it with a whole ton of people because we give so much of our day and time, minutes, you know, and hours to this every day. And so, yeah, we we have this uh, Everyday Disciple Incubator uh, cohort starting up in April. We'll get to do with a handful of couples. We'll get to do, you know, private coaching and accountability, like one-on-one consultations, pull a roadmap for folks together. And, uh, and they're getting a whole lot of access to, uh, 
to you know Tina and I, yeah, uh, as a small group of people, and and we're going to be like we train and teach, but we're really helping people transform their belief of their identity and their gospel fluency, and then learn how to fit that all into their everyday life. Right? And what I love about this, it's not this is not a uh, a one size fits all shoot for everybody. Like you're actually really intentional, which is part of the, of your meeting with them, kind of getting a game plan. And I think next week we're actually going to have. Uh, somebody on the show that you've worked with that develops disciples in in a really unique, specific way. Yeah. But what you've done is you've said, what's your life consist of? What about these activities? Let's marry your them. Your passion is going to drive that, and God's giving you those. Yep. Yeah, you're not just taking everyone through another resource manual that fits for everybody. Like you're, This is very custom. If, you, if, you're here, if you're a leader and you're listening to this of any sort, and by the way, you're all leaders. Some of you are being paid to be leaders. Some of you are at churches doing the Bible thing, yeah. right? Um, and some of you are leading... J- just quote unquote your families, right? Sure. I, I want you to hear like, please don't pile a bunch of do to be stuff on others, but yeah. but but do the do take the time and investment to actually learn a much bigger gospel, right? Yeah. Growing your gospel fluency. I'd love to help you do that, and then let the rings of that lifestyle change start to move out to like some other folks in your church, and then now you're teaching from authentic, you know, experience, right? Yeah. You're not just talking about what others need to go out and do. And and I and I, I want to help you do that. I really do. I, I if you want to learn more about how that works, like or hop on a call with us, yeah. Then you get to, okay? Like if you go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching, right, in your browser, that'll take you to a page where it kind of explains the whole thing, asks you a few questions, and you can sign up just to hop on a call with us. And I'd love to just get on a call and discuss it with you. Like, I'm not asking you to pull out a credit card or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just not, you know. I just want to see, hey, can we help you? Can can we help you help your people start to really live this instead of just saying, well, we tried it and it failed. And, you know, there's, I feel like there's like three kinds of people. There's people that just go, well, you know, uh, yeah, we tried all that stuff. It's just not what our folks are into, and that's sure. they, where they stop. There's there's those that say, well, um, uh, we we'd like to, but we're just too busy for it, and um, I, I think we're just gonna kind of try to guess our way through it, right? Sure. You know, and and or it's too expensive. You know, I don't have the time, or you know, a couple hundred bucks. I can't do that. You know. Yep. And then there's those who will just choose to do nothing, which is actually a choice in itself. Yeah. Choosing you're, you're to do nothing right. is really choosing the status quo. And so if you're looking at your community, you're looking at your church going, hey, our people are ripping up disciple making in everyday life. We're seeing so many people come to faith. I mean, that yeah. story we're going to hear next week from Drew, yeah, he's amazing. right, in a rural context, they're seeing people come to faith like crazy, more yeah. than their whole church is <laughs> in their, like, context like in their and it's community. not taking place in any church building no, 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 it's yeah, on yeah. his farm yeah you know and so you know i, I just want to say unless your folks are ripping it up and you've got reproducible systems please don't just stay there sure. like this is too big this is too important why we exist and and to god's glory so i'd love to be able to help you with that so cool yeah that's one two three life com forward slash coaching at least check it out and hop on a phone call with me okay yeah. and let's just talk about it and, and i'll help you either way all right sweet man hey let's get to the big three as always we want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's show if nothing else things we do not want you to miss maybe maybe you're driving and couldn't write this down so we're going to give it to you as a printable pdf for free i can't write (laughs) (laughs) by going to one two three lifeschool.com forward slash big three caesar what'd you what'd you come up with as a big three for this week okay real fast here we go um first experiencing the good news of the gospel in all of life is what discipleship's really about Okay, Mm -hmm. regardless of what you want to call it. Missional is not a dirty word or dead or something to fear. 
okay? Yep. But new law and religion is. So don't, yeah, don't that's just good. do to be people, okay? Yeah, that's good. And say, well, that didn't work. It won't work. That's, that's religion's dead. Law, right? Killed, right? Yeah. So anyway, second thing, don't miss. Religion teaches that my identity and self-worth are based mainly on how hard I work, hmm. right? Or how hard you work. Sure. But the gospel truth is that your identity and self-worth are centered on Jesus, who already did everything that's required for you to live as a dearly loved, redeemed son or daughter of God. Okay? Mm. And helping others see and believe and experience that too, that's a high privilege. It's a high calling. Yeah. And it's one that's never going to go away. It's never going to go out of vogue. It's not, you know, <laughs> it doesn't right. matter what we call it, right? No, you're right. And the third thing I'd say is, you know, get started growing in a deeper knowledge and experience of the gospel in everyday life. Like really, like as a leader, as a pastor, as as a Christian, move the gospel out of the out of the church building, right? Yep. And be careful of how much missional activity, quote unquote, you try to do and or prescribe to others until you've helped your people grow in their gospel identity. Hmm. I've seen too many people, like they'll hear us teach on like the daily rhythms of discipleship. And then they like, oh, we're, 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 we totally ganked those. We changed a few words, but then we got everybody doing them. And, and then they burned out. It's like, don't do that, okay? Yeah. They have to grow in their gospel identity first. This is where new motivations and rhythms start to naturally flow out of the gospel, out of our identity. And if your current version of missional community life is not feeling like a gift from God, okay, and it's something, you know, it's not feeling vibrant and growing, get the help you need to change that today. Okay, this is too important to just nod our heads in agreement and keep doing the same religious activities. Okay, a life of great adventure and freedom that glorifies God awaits you. Okay, yeah, that's amazing. Really, news. like it's too big to just, well, yeah, you're right, but get the help you need. Okay, and so again, if nothing else, jump on, you know, go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching, check it all out. Fill in a few questions and send it back to me so I can, you know, and then let's hop on a call. I like guess it's, it's free, okay? That's I'm not cool. I'm not trying to fleece anybody or anything. I'm here to help you, and I know I can, and, and God deserves that. God deserves the glory of us living this out in everyday life, not just, you know, we tried it, it doesn't work. No, it will. Jesus promised. Yep, that's great, man. Right. Hey, next week, uh, we're talking with our friend Drew, who's a farmer yeah. in Northern California. Yeah. He's going to talk about his life and discipleship and uh, missional living in a very rural context. Maybe the most rural you can get. I don't know, as a farmer. Uh, yeah. And how that affects his family and his church. And Super good story. People are going to love it. Yeah. yeah it's a lot more it. relatable than you yep. think, right? See you, that. See you then, right? Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on the Life School podcast, you can visit us at 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Mm-hmm.